This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello. Hi. Here we go. This week's episode is about our January spending recap. January was kind of a funny month, so let's get into it. You are listening to a podcast, and it's called Liz Gets Loaded, and it's a joke, right? Like the money kind of loaded, but also maybe the other kind, but not really. And this is a show about money and anxiety because I have enough of both. So January was kind of a bonkers month. And most of my monthly spending recaps, I start by sharing our savings rate, which is basically just what percentage of after-tax income did we not spend. So take our gross income, take taxes out, whatever we didn't spend, that counts as savings. And I'm always... It's usually like 30 or 40%. Sometimes it's lower. Every once in a while, it's higher. I, I didn't even do it for January because it was weird. There was one big weird thing with income. And then there was one big weird thing with expenses. And then everything else was kind of normal. So the big weird thing with income is we got a severance payout, which was great. I have a podcast episode from... Hang on, let me look. Okay, it's from so long ago. It's from December 11th, two months ago. That is wild. That is all... Anyways. That's all about going down to a one income household. And I won't repeat that because it was a long one. But anyways, we were expecting a severance payment and it got paid out in January, which was great. Like all things being equal, everyone likes getting a big cash deposit in their bank account. And I was kind of debating what to do with this. I did another episode from January 8th where I was talking about debating kind of what to do with the lump sum of the severance. Should we pay off the car? Should we fund our Roth IRA? or should we just keep it in cash? And I mean, if I had known that the market was going to go on a big tear, maybe I would have invested it, but I decided to pay off our car. We bought a new to us car last spring, an electric car, which has been a joy to drive, honestly. It's so great and I love it so much, but I really don't like having a car payment. And so we decided to pay off the balance, which was about $17,500, which was a good chunk of that severance payment. Not all of it, definitely some money left over, but after taxes and everything. Anyway, so they kind of cancel each other out. So in my mind, in January, I'm like, oh, there was a severance payment and then we paid off the car and those kind of cancel each other out. And then other than that, everything was kind of normal, maybe even the tiniest bit boring. Okay, let me start with food spending because that's always the most interesting. And our food spending was on the low end, which is unusual for us. This was the second month in a row we kept things under $1,000 total, which maybe you hear that and you're like, that's still a lot. Maybe you hear that and you're like, wow, that is very low. It's okay. I Every time I talk about food spending, I get I get feedback from both ends of the spectrum like that seems very reason actually not every end of the spectrum no one's like that seems low <laughs> I either get wow that seems like a lot or that seems reasonable and no one ever says that seems low but okay so for January our total food spending was $958 last year we averaged about $1,300 a month so it's like a good chunk lower than usual groceries was $670 a touch below average for us it could have been lower I think but I did throw a Costco trip in there which always just 
increases the bill. Costco, I mean, the unit prices are good, but you end up spending a lot of money when you're there. When you go to Costco, you spend $300. <laughs> not really. How much did we spend? Hey, only $157. That's not bad. All right, so groceries were $670, and it looks pretty normal. We did one big stock up at the beginning of the month, one in the middle. We went to Costco right at the end of the month, and then kind of a few things in between to pick up some random things. I love going to the grocery store. I know there are people who don't like going to the grocery store. I'm not one of them. I love going to the grocery store. I just, I don't know. I just love it. <laughs> like, And I totally will recognize that part of the reason I like going to the grocery store is because I've never been in a position where I went in and I wasn't sure I had enough money or I, I needed to be really conscious. Even when I was younger, like my first job out of school, I was only making like $30,000 a year, but that was, you know, that was a while ago. <laughs> so that was more money than it is now. But even when I was being careful and conscious, I still always had room to buy treats, right? To grab some cupcakes or bagels or string cheese or little luxuries that are so nice. So, okay. 958 total, $670 on groceries, $135 on restaurants. That was just two things. So we went out to dinner with a friend to a Mexican restaurant. Do I go to a Mexican restaurant every month? I probably do. Anyways, we um, paid for both of ours and hers, which I always feel like I usually end up doing if it's the two of us and one other person. Just be, honestly, because it makes the math easier. Anyways, that was 107 total. And then we went out for breakfast one day and that was $28. So restaurants was 135 Coffee shops was... $24. It was just two trips to coffee shops. They were both local coffee shops, which I enjoy. I like to look at my coffee spending and track that most of it is going to local coffee shops because local coffee shops just add so much to the neighborhood. And I want to vote for those with my dollars, even though I didn't vote that much because I only went twice last year. I mean, last month, but you get what I'm saying. Okay. And then I do restaurants, coffee shops, and takeout all separately. Takeout in January was $84. About half of that was we went to the movies and spent $37 on food at the movies. So that's about half. And then let's see, one sandwich to go, one, two trips to Whole Foods, like to get lunch, you know, a slice of pizza, some mouth salad bar, that kind of thing. Two stops at McDonald's. You know, I like McDonald's in the morning. <laughs> that is my treat when I drive into the office because I only go into the office maybe one or two days a week, but it's a, it's a long drive. It's like 45 minutes each way. And so my reward in the morning is getting a McDonald's breakfast sandwich. And it makes me so happy. Like every single time I'm like, oh, this is so delicious. And then I don't mind being on the, I don't, I don't mind being in the car so much. So, and then the last thing in takeout is a slice of pizza from Costco, which I also thoroughly enjoy. And okay. So takeout was 84 and my last food category is alcohol, which was $44. Half of that was, so $22 was going out and getting a drink with a friend. The other half of that, $21, ironically, it was two non-alcoholic beers, but I still put it in the alcohol category because, I don't know, it just felt right. <laughs> but I went to, I was out at a bar with people, but I had to drive. And so I ordered a non-alcoholic beer and offered to buy a drink for my friend. And she also wanted a non-alcoholic beer. And so two non-alcoholic beers, $21. It always surprises me that non-alcoholic beers cost as much regular beers. And I, I was reading, it, it's like the whole same process us basically like there's no savings for the people who make beer if anything they have to basically make the beer and then take the alcohol out so it's an extra step so it kind of should cost more but anyways that was food for january so 958 total 135 on restaurants 670 on groceries 24 dollars on coffee shops 84 dollars on takeout and 44 dollars on alcohol or alcohol equivalents <laughs> 
substitutes, I guess. Let's see. We also went on a little weekend trip. So just drove out of town for the weekend to go see a friend for their birthday and to go see a band that we like. But it was a pretty frugal trip. The whole thing was only about $900. Let's see, about $150 for one night in a hotel. The other night we stayed with friends. $150 for the pet sitter. Like roughly $350 on food. And then a bunch of charges to charge the car. Because we drove our electric car. I will say one thing that's really interesting to me. The pricing on charging your car out in the world, out in the wild. It's the wild, wild west. It Like gas is so consistent. I know it varies across the country, but if you see two gas stations next to each other, the price is probably within pennies per gallon next to each other, right? When we were quote unquote filling up the EV, these charges range from $3 up to $40. And of course, you know, we might've been doing a slightly different amount of charging, but the the price to charge the car really does vary wildly. And I, we weren't really trying to optimize for price. We were trying to optimize stopping for convenience speed. I will be really curious to see how this changes, like how it looks in five or 10 years, if these prices are still all over the place or if there's regulation in place, if there's competition in place. I'm actually just really curious to see how this evolves over, over the years. So that little trip was not bad. $901 total. A couple other things that jump out. $822 on gifts. 500 of that was checks we wrote for wedding gifts that just got cashed. $22 of that gift budget was buying a copy of a sweet little children's book as a gift for a friend. It's called The Bedtime Mantra. And it was so cute. You can follow the author. She's on Instagram at stories with Misha. That's M-E-S-H-A. And then, oh yeah, the other $300 out of gifts was we paid for house cleaners for a friend who's going through some stuff. And that seemed like the best way to help at the moment. What else? What else? We hadn't spent $168 on hosting. So having people over, I added this hosting category last year and I really like it because sometimes you go out and like stock up on wine or buy a bunch of food or do something because you're hosting either overnight guests or having people over for dinner or brunch or whatever. And I like to kind of break those costs out. Could just put this all in food, but I kind of like having it separate. And then the last thing I think that jumps out was medical was $520. Every month I'm like, maybe this month we won't have as much. But I don't know why I think that because we both continue to have bodies that are slightly broken and we both continue to go see medical professionals for that. So it's going to keep being a couple hundred bucks a month, I think. And that's okay. I mean, other than that, I'm telling you, it was just like such a typical month. Our total expenses without the mortgage was $5,320. That's that our lowest was like 4,000 something last year. So that's without paying off the car, of course, (laughs) but like everything else was pretty typical, like driving car insurance was the same as usual. We spent $80 on live performances. One of that was to go to the movies, which I know is technically not a live performance, but it felt, I just don't go to the movies that much. So I'm not gonna make a separate category for movies unless I start going all the time. It's like the third movie I've seen in the last year and only like the sixth movie I've seen in like the last 12 years. So that felt fine. <laughs> and then the other um, half of that was, so we spent $80 total on live performances. I think $40 was on movie tickets and $40 on tickets to just a local show. 
like gas and electric bill was usual. Water was usual. Internet was usual. We spent $47 on house supplies. So stuff like deodorant, mouthwash, that kind of thing. We always spend $440 on house cleaners for our own house. Boring, boring, boring over here. So sorry. I'll try to spend ridiculous amounts of money on things so I will be more interesting. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. But I am sorry. It's a little bit boring. One thing that felt good was, of course, paying off the car. But then getting into February's budget, part of the reason I wanted to pay off the car was on my income alone with our like fairly typical spending, we had about $700 left each month in the budget. And of course we could move things around. Like that's including normal spending on clothes and house cleaning and takeout and, and things that could definitely be cut if something came up that we needed to spend money on. But after paying off the car, that frees up about $1,000 a month, which is what we were paying towards the car loan to try to pay it off faster. And so going into February, I was like, oh, now I have about $1,700 cushion in the budget. And that feels a lot more comfortable to me. And again, I always give my same sort of slightly embarrassed, like, I know that maybe that sounds like a lot. And maybe that doesn't sound like a lot. Maybe you're like, oh my gosh, you should be managing your money better. Like you should have way more than that left over. And maybe you're like, wow, it would feel great to have that much left over in the budget each month. This is and has always not been an advice podcast and really more of a personal diary. This is where we are. This is what we have going on. I'm not saying that it's great or bad or amazing or mediocre. It's just authentic to us. So that's what I have for you this week. Next week, my plan is to do my whole download on why I switched from the you need a budget software to monarch money software. I'm so sold on this. I'm like, whoa, this is great. I wish that I had switched a long time ago, honestly. So if that's something for in- that's something for interesting for you. I can't talk today. If that is something that is interesting to you, you come back. I'll be here next week. And if you like listening, then you've got some options. You could just keep listening and keep being a listener. That's amazing. You could share an episode with a friend. If you're feeling extra generous, if you want to celebrate, we are almost at the two-year anniversary of the Let's Get Loaded podcast, you would write a written review. Like the one from Miriest, who wrote, I have very little common in common. I have very little in common with Liz, but I still enjoy listening, which I appreciated. Uh, she also said she likes the longer episodes, which I was like, I think I know who this is because only one person. <laughs> in January, I did 30 days where, no, excuse me, 31 days, of course, 31 days where I posted every day and a lot of those episodes were shorter and I only got one person who messaged me and was like oh these are fun but I I missed the longer ones so they're back you're welcome and I will also just say this review like I don't think you knew that this meant a lot to me but um said she is unapologetically herself and that was really meaningful to me thank you for saying that I have said this before but the podcast is really it feels really personal to just sit here and often close my eyes and talk with microphone sitting here by myself. It just feels incredibly personal. And so I, just, I really appreciated that. That, yeah, that. that meant more to me than you probably realize. So thank you so much. Okay. I am going to go. I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye friends. Bye.